With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Good afternoon. An Omaha man faced assault charges in Mills County. According to the Mills County arrest report, deputies arrested 36-year-old Liddell Ruiz Montoya on Tuesday near the 40-mile marker on Interstate 29 for assaulting a law officer, no injury, and public intoxication. Deputies transported him to the Mills County Sheriff's Office and held him on a $1,300 bond. On January 18th, the deputies arrested 49-year-old Daniel Michael Wiley of Glenwood for OWI First Defense. Law enforcement transported Wiley to the Mills County Jail and held him on a $1,000 bond. On January 20th, deputies arrested 21-year-old Chadrick Justin Taylor of Windsor, Missouri for OWI First Defense. Authorities transported Taylor to the Mills County Jail and held him on a $1,000 bond. On January 24th, the deputies arrested 61-year-old Jeffrey Richard Pape of Emerson on a warrant for failure to appear for a probation violation. Officers transported Pape to the Mills County Jail and held him on a $2,000 bond. Well, a Red Oak man faces assault charges. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office reports the arrest of 55-year-old Gregory Allen Riley on Tuesday for domestic assault, impeding airway or blood flow. Montgomery County deputies transported Riley to the Montgomery County Jail and booked him in on no bond. One person was killed in an accident involving three semis in Buena Vista County. The Iowa State Patrol says the crash happened at around 7.40 p.m. Tuesday on Highway 71 and Highway 7. Authorities say 63-year-old Humberto Aladro Valdez of Storm Lake died in the crash. According to the Iowa State Patrol, a 2013 Max semi driven by Aladro Valdez westbound on Highway 7 failed to stop at the intersection and struck a 2023 freight liner traveling north on Highway 71 and driven by 56-year-old Cedric Lamont Patterson of Roxy, Mississippi. The freight liner trailer then sideswiped the trailer of a northbound 2021 Volvo TT driven by 37-year-old Deontay Martiz Siandola Watson of Des Moines. Patterson and Deontay Martiz Siandola Watson escaped injury. Humberto Aladro Valdez was ejected and died at the scene. Well, on Tuesday, the Red Oak Fire Department was dispatched to the new co-op at 203 West Oak Street for a reported explosion with the possibility of a building collapsing. When firefighters arrived, light smoke was seen from one building and two buildings were damaged. However, no buildings collapsed. All employees were accounted for and no injuries were reported. The fire was located in the North Pit building containing the grain belt system for the new grain storage building on the west side of the complex. The fire was quickly extinguished and grain processing areas were checked and no other fire was located. Two outbuildings, a grain leg system and a grain belt had sustained damage. The dollar amount of the damage is unknown. The assisting agencies were Stanton, Montgomery County EMA, Red Oak Police Department, and Montgomery County Communications. Well, Montgomery County Board of Supervisor Chairman Mike Olson reported to the board on Tuesday on the union negotiations. Olson says there was little change on either contract. He states they agreed on a 5% pay increase for both departments, including secondary road employees and law enforcement center employees. Olson says after that, deputies would go to a 7% pay increase, jailers 8%, and dispatchers 6 it's, it's easier on our budget, and they, they still, they were sitting on that 8.5%. Yeah. They wouldn't come off of it, you know. So it was either that or we're going to uh, arbitration. Uh, but they had all the demands that they had sent us that were many and that were, some of them, extremely expensive. 
they had dropped those. So there had to be a little give and take. So that's what we did. Olson says this is a multi-year contract, but the wages and health insurance rates are negotiable annually. Atlantic City Council scheduled two special meetings this week. The first meeting is today at 4.30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers to address the fiscal year 2025 budget planning. The Council will meet for the second time in a closed session on Thursday to evaluate the professional competency of an individual whose appointment, hiring, performance, or discharge is being considered when necessary to prevent needless and irreparable injury to that individual's reputation, and that individual requests a closed session. This is the second consecutive week the council has met behind closed doors. That meeting is scheduled for 5.30 p.m. on Thursday. Well, some plant-based companies have started to call their food eggs. Senators want to make sure any food products labeled as eggs come from a bird. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst and Pennsylvania Democrat Senator John Fetterman introduced the Consistent Egg Labels Act, which aims to do that with nationwide enforcement kind of push back against these non-egg, uh, vegan, or plant-based products that are calling themselves eggs. Iowa's the top egg-producing state in the nation, and Ernst claims the Food and Drug Administration failed to take action against what she calls deceptive labeling claims undermining farmers. What we want to do is create clear guidelines for the FDA to ensure that any product labeled as an egg is actually coming from poultry. The North Central Poultry Association praises the bill, saying alternatives do not match in nutrition, functionality, and taste. Orange says transparency is needed. So we were trying to look it up and see what actually goes into these non-egg egg alternatives. And what I think it was like mung beans and all kinds of other stuff. That certainly is not an egg. So John Fetterman and I are stepping up and we're saying, you know what, if an egg's an egg, let's call it an egg. And if you're not an egg, you're not going to be called an egg. That's Senator Joni Ernst and our Republican. Well, the National Weather Service in Des Moines is putting a call for storm spotters this spring. Each year, the Weather Service schedules a numerous spotter training class across the state. The Adair and Guthrie County Emergency Management Agencies released on Tuesday information on a storm spotter training class on March 20th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Menlo Community Building. Brooke Hagenhoff with the National Weather Service in Des Moines says they train people to identify different features when these spring storms come in, whether wall clouds, a hail, tornadoes, or funnel clouds. We talk about those mainly for the purpose of getting information back from these spotters. Um, we rely on spotters heavily at the Weather Service um, to give us ground truth observations um, because we just can't see it all. And what we're looking at on radar and satellite, well, that's really great. Um, comparing that to ground truth is really important to making sure that our warnings are accurate and that they help downstream as these storms continue to move. Hagenhoff says the Weather Service wants information the spotter thinks is observing that they feel is impactful. If there is a feature in the cloud that looks concerning, certainly if it looks like there's a tornado forming, we want that. But if they have had a storm that has caused damage or dropped hail, we want that, as well as their precise location, um, the time that the damage occurred, if they've got it, or if it's currently ongoing. Um, so kind of that what, 
The when and the where are the most important. Hagenhoff says photos sent to them from the spotter are essential. She says this is also part of the training on how to get visual information to the Weather Service. The training is free and open to the public. Purely a volunteer basis, um, and so no equipment is required um, other than having a way to communicate with us, um, having your own cell phone or something like that. Some things we recommend, maybe have a ruler with you, so if you've got hail, you can measure that, or something to compare to. Um, We like to use things like golf balls or coins to compare for hail sizes. Um, Things like that can be really useful, but at the end of the day, no equipment really is needed other than just an, an interest in being able to help us out at the Weather Service. The Storm Spotter Class, again, will be held at the Menlo Community Building from 7 p.m. to approximately 9 p.m. on March 20th. Registered Storm Spotters must go through this training every two years. More news on our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.